The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. Welcome to the Zamzo Show. I am the host today, Callie Zamzo, and I'm going to go ahead and call you my co-host again because we keep asking you to be on. Uh, Chris Owings is with us today. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for being on again. <laughs> you bet. We just like to borrow your brain constantly. You've, you've got a lot of information up there that is nice to share with the group. With the group. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I'm more than just good looks. I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> just ask your wife. Yeah, that's right. All right. So um, first, I want to remind everybody um, about the show. We are not taking calls at uh, this time on this particular show, but you can always reach us at zamzos at zamzos.com via email. And uh, we will always get back to your questions, uh, sometimes on the on the air. And most of the time, it will probably be off the air, but we can always answer your questions that way. So feel free to reach out to us. Um, and then I also, for this particular show, want to remind everybody that on Facebook, we have a free group called the Zamzo's Lawn Program Group. And you're welcome to go and join that group and lots and lots of lawn questions being asked and answered right now on that page. So feel free to um, go on Facebook and go to Zamzo's Lawn Program and you can find us there. So the reason why I bring that up is that today's topic is, I'm going to kind of call it Spring Lawn Repair. This is my my fun title for today. <clears throat> yeah, perfect. It, 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 I think it encompasses a lot of things. It <clears throat> does. And and people have been waiting for this. If you're already a part of that lawn program group, you can you can tell this is what they're they're itching to get out and do. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been so frustrating that the spring has just won't spring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Getting some warm temperatures and things are starting to wake up. So so let's jump right in if you're ready to do this. Um, you're all stretched out and ready to talk. Okay. That's right. So let's talk a little bit, just starting from scratch here. As we walk out our front doors and we're looking at our lawns, and we've had this winter, and our lawns right now, frankly, there's not anybody's lawn that looks totally amazing right now. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why? What's the deal? What's happening with our lawns right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are still dormant. Nighttime temperatures are still getting pretty low we have several freezing nights still coming up in the future so lawns won't fully wake up till our soil temperatures are 55 degrees and we're getting darn close and in fact some of the days we might hit there but we're still dipping down below at night so but we're getting close for them to wake up and, and green up on their own nice that's hopeful yes that is hopeful <laughs> well i guess one of the signs of that too are some of the things like like having the, our our 
bulbs starting to pop up and all that fun stuff and the crocus and yes so that's an indicator of the soil warming up a little exactly. bit exactly okay so yeah. i'm just i'm certainly not my lawn but some people's <laughs> lawns might have a little bit of green and then some there's some brown like mixed in there so is that dormancy like what why would that be that some of my grass is a little bit brown and some of it's starting to green up yeah and, and it's kind of funny like my house faces north so my front yard is totally brown my backyard is totally green. <laughs> it's green and up really nice, but it's all south facing. So a lot more sun, at least the warmer part of the sun. And then if you go over to my front yard and look across the street, their front yards are all green because they're getting that southern exposure. So I just think it's how much sun and how warm that soil is getting there. Okay. All right. So we don't need to fret. We don't need to freak out. We're, right. we're good. Okay. Um, so what I, I this happened a couple of years ago. I had a patch of my grass that just even further into the spring continued to stay kind of a brown color, but there wasn't, I didn't have disease in it and, and I just couldn't figure out what was going on. And I, I figured out later, or I think it might even been you who told me that I had a little bit of bent grass oh, in that, my lawn. That definitely could be. Yeah. So it was like, it was folded over on itself. It was kind of laying down on itself, but it, but it, it was brown. It was like, but then if I, when I let it go. And I just, you know, let spring take its course. It eventually greened back up. Sure. So is that just the the fact that they have a different time for when they wake up? And absolutely, yeah. Bent grass is considered a warm season grass, so it's not completely happy till probably soil temperatures are in the seventies. Okay. Where most of our lawns in the valley are a cool season grass, and we probably should be planting more warm season grasses here just for water consumption and all that. But everybody has to have that first green lawn, mm, right? So, yes, it is yeah. fun. I admit. <laughs> it is fun. Yep. Well, so I, what I ended up doing, because I, I was annoyed by that, I ended up ripping out the bent grass and replanting. So I don't have that issue now. But I realize now in hindsight, I could have just let it be. As long as I'm okay with it being a little bit wacky looking mm -hmm. in the early spring, it it greens up like everything else and it's fine. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's good to know. If anybody has that issue, you're not alone. <laughs> no, definitely not alone. <laughs> okay. So there are sometimes though, things that happen in the, in our grass and it, it would have happened last year, likely mm -hmm. that will leave us with, with lawns that are not looking very good. And we probably do need to do something about it more than just wait. Right. So what are some of the things that might've happened last year that would have yeah, screwed so up our lawn? Last year, you could have had bill bugs, which they chew all of your roots off. So you might have patches that are clear down to dirt now. You, you might not have noticed in the fall because you would have just had some brown patches, but the grass would have still been there. But now that we've gone all the way through winter, that grass is probably blown away or is gone. And you're down to a dirt patch. So those areas will definitely need reseeded. Um, fungus was a big problem last year. So that you'd probably see some of your brown patches and it'll be totally matted down like like a family of deer nested there all winter so just be squished down to the ground and that could be a variety of different funguses that do that okay. uh, if it was like a snow mold then you just got to rake it and get oxygen back down to the the crown of it but some of the others might have to overseed or or feed with nitrogen nitrogen is your best friend in the spring okay yeah all right well so let's jump to that so let's say that we are we're trying to kind of figure all this stuff out with why things are brown and whatnot so is fertilizing like the first thing that I should be doing right now? Is like the very first step of the spring, regardless? Yep. Okay. Yep. I always remind customers it was probably last October was the last time you fed that lawn. So it's hungry. Okay. Yes. So that so that first step in the Zamzo's lawn program, it's it's our lawn food and it's at it's at a higher dose. Mm -hmm. So that gives it the kind of the kick start for the season. Um 
And a little bit more nitrogen. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, 20% nitrogen at the heavier rate. So we're doing a bag to 2,500 square feet. And the, the whole point is to kick it in the pants, wake it up, get them going. All right. Okay, so so put, you put down the lawn program and things start to green up. Or, or let's say that you already knew last year that you had some sort of a bill bug problem or something. There's something going on in your lawn. So you're now to the point where you probably need to be considering doing something. Yes. The doing something being reseeding. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to get into that a little bit. Is there anything else as far as lawns are concerned that we should be thinking about as far as things that might be why they're not greening up quite yet this spring? Uh, besides being dormant, we talked about bugs. We talked about fungus. Um, that'd be the main thing. Uh, it, may, it might be heavy traffic. Maybe it's an area where your dog... Like it's pretty common in the winter time, your dog doesn't want to go way out into the snow, so they just go right off the patio and go in the same spot every single time, and that can burn. So that could be another issue. Or they're chasing that squirrel all winter and wore that path down, so that soil compaction could be another issue. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, okay. At least right now, that's all I'm thinking of. All right. Well, and if there's something else that we didn't mention, then feel free to drop us an email at zamzas at zamzas.com and we can, you can send us pictures or go on the Facebook group. You can do that for free. It's the Zamzos Lawn Program Facebook group. And you can also put post pictures there as well. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So actually before we go into reseeding, I just want to talk about this because people ask about it all the time. What about aeration and dethatching? Right. So I have mixed feelings on both. I think if you're going to aerate your lawn, you have to get something good back down in that hole. Otherwise, you're just taking clay soil and created a hole in it. And then as you water, the clay soil washes right back in and you've really accomplished nothing. But if you pull that plug out and then fill it with a compost or a humigreen or, or some organic material, then it's a solid win. If you have a really bad thatch layer, there's a few things going on. One, the the biology of the soil is probably dead. It could be years and years of chemical fertilizer. I don't know how many times I've heard that this was farmland a few years ago, so my soil's great. When in all reality, it's probably had 50 years of chemicals dumped on it, so it's probably some of the worst soil out there. Otherwise, it would still be a farm. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, so thatching can be fixed just by getting that that microbiology built back up, that soil alive again. What we'd actually call soil and not dirt. Right, yeah. right. The life. <laughs> A life, yes. yes. Okay, um, I think that's all very, very important stuff. I, I have mixed emotions on both of them as well. I don't have to dethatch at all anymore. It just mm -hmm. is not an issue with my lawn. Um, and aeration is, I feel the same way you do. Gotta, you got to make the holes and then fill them up back in with compost, but I don't do a lot of that either anymore, so... Right. Um, all right. We're almost ready for a break. I want to let you guys know that we are talking about spring lawn repair. I'm talking with Chris Owings today on the Zamzo Garden Show, and we will be back after this break. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and have you started to notice dandelions in your yard? They always seem to be the first weed that pops up in the spring. But what most people don't know is the dandelions you're starting to see now actually germinated last October. That means they have an established root system, which makes them really hard to control, especially if you use traditional weed killers that are designed to work when outside temperatures are above 70 degrees. And by the time that happens, the dandelions have won, which is why at Zamzo's we have lots of options for eliminating dandelions, including one highly 
highly effective remedy that works great when the temperature is only 40 degrees, which is what you need to kill dandelions in April. And along with treating your lawn for dandelions, you also want to feed it right now with Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food, which makes your lawn so thick and healthy there's no place left for dandelions to grow. So if you have dandelions, use the only remedy that works when the temperature is 40 degrees. Available only at Zamzo's. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Callie Zamzo, here with my co-host, Chris <laughs> Owings. I like the ring of that. I do, I do too. It's nice. <laughs> Maybe you should be the host and I'll be the co-host. No, I'm good. All right. <laughs> uh, we want to remind everybody that we're not taking calls today live, but you can always email us at zamzos at zamzos.com. And we're talking about spring lawn repair today in this in this uh, episode. And so want to make sure that everybody is aware of our Facebook group on, uh, obviously on Facebook, and it's free. It's called the Zamzo's Lawn Program Facebook group. And you can go on there and ask questions, send in pictures. Um, and the group is actually wonderful. We have a moderator, Nolan Guthrie is our moderator and he helps to answer questions. But also there's enough people that have been doing the lawn program for a while that you, you're kind of answering each other's questions. So they really do. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a great group and um, good camaraderie and, and people just helping people. So mm-hmm. it's, it's nice, I like it a lot. So we're talking about spring lawn repair. Already talked a little bit about some of the baseline reasons why our grass might still be brown this spring. Um, but we're going to get into now, we, let's say we just, we know, we know that we've got a patch that is, it, it, it's dead. It's not there anymore. So it's, we've got bare ground for whatever reason, or, um, you know, there was disease or something that happened last year. So now we're, we have to reseed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so let's talk, just talk through the simple steps of doing that. So how do we begin? Where do we start? Nice. Uh, I would say first thing is what part of the yard because that's going to be the first question that the store is going to ask is how much sun does this spot get? Mm. And that kind of guides us to which seed we're going to recommend. Okay, so you don't just go to the store and buy a bag of seed. You right. actually want to pay attention to where you're planting it because that will dictate the type of seed. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I think that's really huge. I think a lot of people think grass seed is grass seed is grass seed, but it's not. Right. And and we definitely only have a few blends in for our area. And a lot of people, you have the other extreme that are bringing in a sample and saying, I want it to match this perfectly. And honestly, there's only so many grasses that we really grow in our area. There's others that will grow, but it's generally going to be a blend of perennial rye, Kentucky bluegrass, and creeping red fescue for the most part. And then our blends vary on which one is the majority of that bag, depending on how much sun you get, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, okay. It does, And it didn't make sense to me before, but I had a big tree out in front of my house. And when I removed that tree, all of a sudden it was having all these problems. And I realized that the grass that I had planted there liked cool, shady. It was a shady grass blend. Sure. And when when the tree went away, oh, it caused issues. So I reseeded with a a seed that that could handle the heat and that direct sunlight a lot more. So Mm it helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, knowing at least a basic square footage. It's always important. I mean, our, a pound usually covers about 200 square feet, but honestly, I've never gotten a pound to cover that much. E- even if you're using a spreader and going pretty accurately, you're going to go through more than you probably think. Yeah, I, yeah. I found that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you end up going back. Um, the one nice thing about art, not the one, there's many nice things about going to Zamzos, but one of the nice things about the, the grass seed is if you have a small area, 
if you go elsewhere, you're going to have to buy like 20 pounds of it and you can't and you got to now you have way too much. But you can go to Zamzos and we have it in bulk. You can get a smaller amount if you just have a smaller patch. Absolutely. Which is a money saver and is handy. And I will say one of the things I found in the competitors brand is they're mainly an annual rye in those. Mm. So they're cheaper, but they're cheaper for a reason. Annual rye means it only lives for one year. They germinate really quick, so you can have a lawn in, you know, seven to ten days. But come winter time, that all dies out. So that's something I would Ooh. be leery of if you're price shopping. Also, compare what you're buying. Makes sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So we don't sell any of that kind that would die. We have one blend, and that is our our play yard. Okay. And so that the whole idea with that is, if you have kids and pets that you want to get outside quickly then we have a 30% blend of annual rye in that. Oh, so it'll start so, up quickly, but then the rest of it will take over the later. The rest of it will take over later, but you can get the dogs back out there you know, in 10 days. Okay. Which, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Hey, I just learned something, Chris. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> okay, so so go back to your to your steps. So you've, you've got the area. Yep, you know how much sun it's getting. We've measured it and... Yeah, yeah, pretty much now you're you're ready to come in and purchase. Okay. We need to know how much. We have five-pound bags that usually covers about 1,000 square feet. Um, then I'd pick your cover material because birds love to eat grass seed. So the worst thing to do is throw it all out there and just have a really expensive bird seed sitting out there. <laughs> so And we have a few different options for covering it. So you could pick a compost, which I, I love compost. I think the more compost you get down, the better. Um, doing the smaller areas, we have a garden and planter mix, which is an 80% compost, plus some other things that will help hold the moisture. Um, we actually have a, a cover crop. I'm totally blanking the name of it right now, but it's a bag that also covers a thousand square feet, so it marries perfectly with the grass seed, but it, it has your moisture retention, your fertilizer, all in one. So it just blankets down right with a, with a spreader. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Um, okay, so so you, you so you go. Let's you go in. You get all the stuff that you need. You've you've got it now at this mm -hmm. point. Um, I guess before the one other thing is they're they're going to need a rake. Yeah. Yes, definitely going <laughs> to need a rake. If the grass seed isn't touching the soil, it can't root. It might germinate, but then it'll just die. So you got to remove all the matted material if there is, or make sure there's no leaves or debris. So clean it up and then kind of rough up that top half inch to an inch of soil. Okay. Yeah. So I have a quick question on that. So I know that they have like reseeding machines, like you can rent at Tate's or whatever, that literally will cut into the soil and drop seed. Is that is that necessary if you're just doing a little bit of patchwork? No, definitely not. Okay. Yeah, so that's more if you're going to do like what I did where I had to reseed the whole lawn. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or a field. Yeah. And that puts it down really accurately. So if you're doing acreage, you're, you're getting the right amount of seed down. Okay. Bang but, for your buck. but. Yeah, but Otherwise, not for small patches. No. That's not necessary. Okay. Hard pronged rake will do it. Yeah. Oh, I was going to yeah. mention that too. You do want the hard prong. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also I also made that mistake one time because I was out there with my little leaf rake and it was like not, it was not doing anything. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got the leaves out of the way. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> okay. So, so you've raked it up and you've got your clean air. You've roughed it up a little bit. Now what? Now you can throw the grass seed out and 
you know, the bonus to buying the bag of grass seed on the back is a diagram. So it shows exactly how the peppering of seeds should look. There's a picture where it's too light, then a picture of it just right, and then a picture that's too heavy. You really do want to shoot for that just right. Because if it's too heavy, they'll start competing with each other. Like everybody wants that real thick lawn, but if, if you do too much of it, it actually will stress your lawn out. And then if it's too light, obviously you're, you'll have to overseed later on because the weeds are coming up with it. Right. I made yeah. that mistake too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell you all the mistakes I've made. <laughs> Which yeah. is really irritating to have the weeds come up in those bare patches. That that's and they're you know, they're forced to be reckoned with. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's gonna happen. Anytime you disturb the soil, you're bringing weed seed to the surface. So it's it's gonna happen. Don't don't stress about that. It's just a part of it. And you can actually take care of those weeds after you've mowed that new grass three times. Okay. Then it's strong enough to, to withstand herbicides. So we don't need that. to freak out. If it no. gets some weeds, it's probably going to happen. Be ready for it. Relax. Not yeah. a big deal. I'm almost going to guarantee it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, then you want to cover that seed. And max, you want to do a quarter of an inch. Eighth of an inch is probably best, but you just want to scuff over the top so the birds can't see it. Holds the moisture. But if you go too deep, it won't germinate again. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you kind of put that layer down that makes them so they can grow in that, but then you want to cover them just just lightly, just yep. a little salt and pepper just, mix over the top. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, is there what happens if you put too much down? Or just they just won't be able to. They won't. Yeah, they'll start to germinate, but it can't. They have to start photosynthesizing at some point, and they just won't have the energy to breach the surface. Okay. Yeah, so it just won't come up. Okay. I, yeah, I may have made that mistake too, <laughs> but let's not talk about that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm reliving some nightmares here as we're talking. Um, okay, so um, so then how about okay? So so we've got got all that down. Do we do water it immediately? Do you? Yes. Yep. A light watering at that point. So depending on what the temperature is doing, what the wind is doing, you're probably twice a day, and it could only be a five minute watering. So if you've listened to any of our shows where we stress on how much to water, you ignore it all for seed starting. <laughs> yes, you're once to twice a day for maybe just five minutes. You don't want it to puddle and wash the seed away, and you don't want that seed to dry out because that will also kill it. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's almost time for another break. You are listening to the Zamzo's Garden Show, um, and I'm talking with Chris Owings, and we're talking about spring lawn repair. And We'll be back right after this break. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and April is the ideal time to plant or reseed a new or existing lawn. That's because cooler temperatures and spring rain really help get your new grass off to a great start, which is why if you're planting a new lawn, you need to start now. If you're considering sod, remember that sod takes the same amount of soil preparation as planting seed, but is drastically more expensive. Plus, when you plant seed from Zamzo's, you pick the type of turf that's best for you. Zamzo's Custom Lawn Mix uses three types of seed for a gorgeous green grass in any season. Zamzo's Heat and Drought Tolerant Blend uses less water. And for high traffic areas, Zamzo's Play Yard works great. And our Shady Yard Mix does well in areas with limited light. In all cases, Zamzo's has the seed and everything else you need. But don't wait, cool temperatures won't last forever. So if you're planting grass seed, plant it now with help from us at Zamzo's. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are, we are News Talk KBOI. 
KZOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm Callie Zamzo, your co-host. I'm here with Chris Owings, the host. How do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I am good. <laughs> well, we're glad to have Chris here with us. Uh, we are talking about spring lawn repair. And uh, we've talked a little bit about kind of the lead into all this. Now we're we're actually repairing the lawn at this point. So this is kind yeah. of exciting. I want to remind everybody that we're not taking calls, but you can send us emails at zamzos at zamzos.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you go to our the Zamzos Lawn Program, there's actually a special page that talks all about the stuff that we're talking about on the show and lots and lots of help there. So uh, again, that's on Facebook. It's free and it's the Zamzos Lawn Program Group. Um, okay, so where we left off was watering. Yes. So you talked to us a little bit about the fact that in the beginning, this is not this is not how we'll always water this lawn, but in the beginning, we need to keep those seeds moist, but not too wet. Yes. Okay. I think that's very, very important because I heard it all the time when I was running stores that my sprinkler system is set as exactly how the landscaper set it, and that is for brand new sod or brand new seed, whatever, whatever you did there. But it's very important once it's established and starts growing, we cut that water way back. Yeah, and, and the big thing there, right, is that we're trying to get the roots to grow deeply. Yes. And if we keep the water up towards the surface, those roots never go down deep. And then when the heat of the summer hits, they've got nothing. Then you've got to water them constantly because they have nowhere else to go to get the water. Right. You're stuck in a bad cycle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, you were talking about something the other day about the fact that that's the, one of the benefits of having our clay soil is that if those roots go deep and they get down into that clay, then that's where they're going to be hitting water. Exactly. So that's one nice thing about our soil, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. It retains a lot of moisture. Yeah. But yep. you just have to make sure that the roots can get down to it, and you yes. do that by training them. Without ro- rotting them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. That's another show. <laughs> okay, so, um, so what does happen? Let's just go there. Let's say I do leave my sprinklers on the regular, on the setting for, for my seedlings, for my little seedling grass. What happens if I leave it there and it gets to the hottest, the heat of the summer? What's what? What are some of the things I might see? Uh, a lot of stress. So that's where the bugs will know. I, I'm, the interaction between plants and bugs is actually pretty incredible. A, a stressed grass, whether it's overwater or underwater, will actually make a clicking, popping noise that bugs can hear. Hmm. And bugs will know that now this is an easy target. So the bill bugs, the chinch bugs, all those start moving in. Um, funguses also same if you're getting a fungus it's because it's dead or dying fungus will never attack anything that's alive and growing they'll only attack what needs to be broken down Mm. right so if you're getting funguses it's because it's stressed and on its way out makes sense yeah makes sense i think dad uh, always talks about the fact that we we kind of we know this about flies with garbage so we know that the flies, you know, the garbage didn't cause the flies. The flies came because they're trying to break down the garbage. Right. But we don't think about that with our plants. We're like, no, not my plant. It's perfectly healthy, and these bugs have just come out of nowhere. But right. we forget that, no, the plant is stressed, and the bugs have come to begin the process of breaking it down and turning it into compost. Mm-hmm. So, yep. exactly yeah. right. So we have to address the health of the plant for sure. <laughs> and really, I guess this is going to be a, a sing-song for the fact that that's how we always feel about whenever we're using chemical control on something. So sometimes we use what we call rescue chemistry, but we should always be also applying something that's going to build the health of that plant. Absolutely. Some sort of nutrient or something with the microbiome or something that's going to help build that plant. Yep. That chemical, like you said, is that rescue chemistry, but we didn't fix the problem as to why that bug or disease came. Yeah. Dad lovingly calls it the cycle of death. When you're de- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 
<laughs> I couldn't agree more, though. I was, I was like, Dad, it's just so heavy sounding. But, you know, he's right. There's, he's there's a point then that you're like, right. all right, I give up on this rosebush. Let's get something else going here. Um, okay, so, sorry, we digressed a little bit. That So we talked about watering. So, all right, so how long? How I've got, I've got my grass down. I've done everything you said, Chris. I've done mm-hmm. watering it perfectly. Now what? Like, am I, when am I going to see this stuff grow up? So depending on the blend, most of them are about 21 days to germinate and start growing. And so that's about at that point when you want to start adjusting the water. So about three weeks, you're two, if we get hot, three times a day watering. And then in that three, third week or fourth week period, that's when you want to start cutting back the the amount of times you're watering, but increase the the duration of your watering. Okay. I hope that came out right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense to me. So deep and infrequent. We want to start working towards that deep and infrequent watering. Okay. Um, and then, so can you like start mowing it right away? <laughs> I would say once it needs it. So again, you're probably going to be in that four to five weeks before it's going to need a mowing. Okay. But then, yes, as soon as it needs it, Absolutely. Okay, so I I had somebody ask me this last year, and I'll tell you what I did, but I want to hear your things first. So I've I mean, I've got the rest of my lawn. This is just a patch of it. So do I just not mow any of it? Do I like no no mow at all, or like what Probably, do I do? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I, but I would just avoid your patches. Make sure your wheel isn't running through the middle of it. If your lawnmower can straddle your spot, then do that. That'd be totally fine. But yeah, you don't want the rest of your lawn to be. You know, six feet tall you have to get the baler out to <laughs> to finish it but if you wait for the grass seed so yeah mow what's established and bypass what's being started good okay yeah. well that's what i did and i also the part of the reason why i did that is that i when my lawn gets so tall like that i think a lot of people i see my neighbors do this like they go on vacation and things get really really tall and then they just keep it on the same mowing level and then when they hack it down like they've oh, cut yeah. down into the crown of the because the, the the grass has grown up. Yeah. It's gotten taller, so you can't just hack it at the same level. You've got to do it in stages. Yeah, it's going to really stress it. It'll just be all yellow. Right. The base hasn't seen the sun in a week now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 My my neighbors have a tendency to scalp their lawn anyway. I hope they're not listening. Um, <laughs> maybe I hope they are. Stop scalping your lawn. <laughs> I'm not shaming you. Um, okay, so so mowing, that's any other thing with mowing? Anything else that need people need to think about as far as that's concerned? Um, no, not with the grass seed anyway. Okay. All um, right, so let's talk a little bit about, because it's not just like when we have bald spots, there usually are other issues at hand you know, other things going on. So there are things that we apply this time of year. Let's talk a little bit about the timing of applying some things. So I'm just going to start listing things. You tell me whether I can or can't and, and give me some explanation. So let's start with crabgrass preventer. Yes. So can, is that something that I can apply with my grass seed? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good answer. Yeah. So why is that? Why? I mean, it seems like a straightforward answer, but I think we get this issue quite a lot that people will put down their crabgrass preventer and then they'll go to recede or, or vice versa. And right, it happens a lot, a lot. But yeah, um, crabgrass pre-emergent, you know, pre-emergent, that's killing the plant in the the seed stage, so it can't ever germinate, and it can't distinguish weedy grass from good grass, so it stops all grass. So your grass seed will be killed by the crabgrass pre-emergent. Yeah, okay. for ninety days. Yeah, so if you applied crabgrass pre-emergent already, you're 90 days before you concede. Okay. 
Um, okay, can we just really quickly talk about goose grass versus crabgrass in this situation? Because yes. I think people get confused about that as well. Oh, yeah, they look identical. It's pretty much all on timing. So if it's coming up in April, then you know it's crabgrass. If it's June, July, then you know it's goosegrass. Okay. But, and one one will one will carry through to the next year, right? And well, they both put seed down like crazy. Okay. Yeah, both annuals. Okay. So right now you won't see either. You might see some of the last year's plant that's there and dead. But right, but that would, it would just be yeah. Okay, the remnants yeah. of last. The year. remnants. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Okay. All right, so we have to then you have to reseed, and then you so you might be you might have some issues with that because you're not going to put down a preventer because it would prevent you be, from being able to grow your right the stuff you want to grow. So you might have a little bit of that that you can either hand pick out or just be patient with, and you can address it after the plant after the grass is matured. Yeah, and then then spot treat, which, okay. which is the route I would go if you get that turf thick. It'll do a way better job on choking weeds out than even a pre-emergent. Pre-emergent, I always said it'll take 70% of the problem away. But if you mow properly, water properly, and do that, you're probably closer to 90 to 100% that way. So I would put grass seed down over pre-emergence. Okay. All right. All right. So that's that. I um, We might have one more thing. What about like bill bugs? Grubs. If I had that issue last year, can I do that at the same time that I'm reseeding? Yes, that you can absolutely do. You okay. can do your lawn food and then a layer of the um, shield now right over the top. Okay. Excellent. That's good yeah. news. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times that's why people are reseeding is that they had that issue and it all just sort of came out in a handful when they checked it and realized there were no roots there. Yep. So I think that's a very common one. Okay, it looks like we are ready for another break. You're listening to the Zamzo's Garden Show. Uh, we're talking about spring lawn repair and we'll be back in just a moment the zamzo's garden show will be back right here on news talk kboi hi this is josh zamzo and it's time to put down zamzo's lawn food plant grass seed and to feed your trees and shrubs with zamzo's thrive and even though it rained snowed and was cold most of march it's the third week of april and if you don't put down your lawn food plant your grass seed and feed your trees and shrubs with thrive by the time you get around to it it could be too late which is why it's time to apply zamzo's biologically correct lawn food which is step one of the zamzo's lawn program but you don't have to be part of our lawn program to use our lawn fertilizer you can buy it one bag at a time and apply it anytime you want and april is the best time to plant grass seed and zamzos has a variety of grass seed to suit your exact needs and now is also the time to feed your trees and shrubs with zamzos thrive so they have the nutrients they need to wake up strong and healthy so what are you waiting for come see us now at zamzos 13 stores to serve you including our chinden store which is idaho's largest indoor greenhouse nobody knows like zamzos the Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Callie Zamzo, here with my co-host, Chris Owings. We're talking about spring lawn repair. And we're not taking calls today, but you're welcome to send us an email at zamzos at zamzos.com. Um, you can also go on our Facebook group. It's free, and it's called the Zamzo's Lawn Program Group. And it's a group of great, like-minded people who are all trying to get their lawns looking spiffy so mm -hmm. lots of good information on that i learn something every time i go on that group yeah and it's one of my favorites it seems like the most kind people on there too like yes. there's never put downs or any of that it's encouragement it's always fun yes. yeah i agree and, and people really trying to help each other so mm -hmm. uh it's a good good group highly recommend 
Okay, so we're talking about um, spring lawn repair. So we talked a little bit just recently about the the um, application of crabgrass preventer and then billbugs and grub control and things like that. Let's talk about fertilizing. So um, is it is it better to? Well, I guess first and foremost, can we fertilize if we've got new grass? Uh, absolutely, especially if you're going with the natural feed. A bunch of chemical feed will probably burn out a grass seed. Okay. So, yeah, just so, be careful there. Okay. So they want to find a natural one, ideally a natural one that's made for Treasure Valley soils. Yes. Which we have be. at Zamzo's. <laughs> you. So, you know. Tried you and go. true. <laughs> huge believers. We are. We Yeah. It's, well, go on the, the, the Facebook group and, and yeah, hear the praises go. there. That's pretty fun. Fun to listen to that. Or I guess you don't listen to it on Facebook. You have to probably read it. Read it, yeah. Okay, regardless. Um, yeah. So talking about the application. So you can you can do it together with. Do you, if you know that you're going to be reseeding, do you, do you fertilize your whole lawn first? Or do you do all this, get your seed going, and then fertilize? I fertilize first. That's where I start. I, we talked earlier in the show about putting a Band-Aid on it or actually fixing the problem. So if you have bare patches or or from fungus or bugs or whatever, it was probably stressed, and that's why it's there. So fix that first, and that's what the lawn food's going to do. Yeah. yeah. I actually one time had, it was a very small patch. I think it was a urine burn to start. So it was really small. And I got it all ready to do the seeding, I, but then I didn't. I fertilized, and then I let it go. And then I, when I came back to go reseed it, it had already kind of grown together, and I ended up not having to reseed. Oh, I mean, it was a small patch. It wasn't, like, sure. huge, but it wasn't. So that's another thing. Like, if you've got little tiny patches, the grass will grow together and fill in the holes, too. Mm -hmm. So that can be depending upon your problems. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, is there anything else now? So now I've got new grass. What are some of the things? Do I need to be concerned about anything as far as those patches are concerned? Do I need to treat it differently for a while? For a, a little while. Uh, once you've mowed it, then you're you're good. You can let the kids back out. You let the dogs back, back out. But until then, if you can, fence it off so the dog's not running on it. Or mm -hmm. yeah, just try to separate it somehow until then. I'm always amazed at how quickly it, it happens here. Like it really like it feels right after you put it down that it's never going to grow, and then it grows pretty quickly. And then before you yeah. know it, it's the middle of summer, and you can't even figure out where the patch was. Right. It's wild. And and it's also important that new grass does come up a different green. So don't stress that you picked the wrong blend because it'll it'll fade in eventually. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. It does <laughs> kind of look like that new green color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. Let's just talk about general tips and tricks then as far as our lawns are concerned, um, just to kind of help them look better and whatnot. So do you have a mm -hmm. favorite trick that you like to do with your lawn? I do. My favorite is for thatch, and it mm -hmm. always just mind blows people, I think, where they, they come back and thank me for this one. But if you have a bad thatch layer, uh, it feels like you're walking on sponges out there. If you put down a layer of compost at the recommended rate and then water that in with the, the Thrive it's like a gallon per 500 square feet on your turf. It's literally 10 to 14 days. It turns that thatch into a nice compost. And it's honestly that fast. Yeah, it's wild. It, I, I, this is, just wakes up that microbiome. It does. Just things get busy down there. It's awesome. I think at one point we even tried bagging those together. We had oh, the, the humor right. green and we'd spray it with the Thrive. And we'd go to help our customers, and we'd sling the bag over our shoulder. And it was so active and so alive that it decomposed the bag. So it would just shred and it'd be in our pockets and everything else. I forgot so, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, yes, the humor green bag gate, we should call that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very effective together. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it saves you from renting equipment, and it's hard work if you've ever dethatched a lawn. It's a lot of work. For, Absolutely. This is not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and all of that goodness breaks down and stays right there in your soil. You're not pulling it up and getting rid of it. Right. So it's Turn it's, it to compost. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. I agree. I think that's great. Um, one of the tricks that I have is, and shh, don't tell anybody, <laughs> but I apply Humagreen with every lawn food application. That's my little trick. It's a huge benefits. It's wonderful. I, yeah. I, I just love it. I love the way that everything reacts together. It's just like, it's almost just like a little bonus. But, I, but I've learned recently that that has a lot to do with that whole nitrogen carbon balancing. So yeah. there's a reason why it works so well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. So it does that, and then that mineral pack it adds to the soil is huge. That iron puts that rich green color in. Yeah, just a lot of benefits to that. Yeah, well, I like it, and I'm also really messy with my hemogreen. Like I just let it fly. It goes into my flower beds. It goes everywhere, and it's my favorite thing to apply because I don't care where it goes because right. anything it's going towards is going to make it better. So I actually do the same with the recharger. Oh, really? Yeah, I let it go into. Around the trees, the shrubs, the flowers, all that, yeah. I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I'm going to start being carefree with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. This is great. Freedom. Yeah. Um, okay, what about, so so applying Thrive, how do you apply Thrive to a lawn? Is that tricky? It is not tricky. It looks tricky when you, so we have a little siphon that hooks right to the spigot of your house, but I think people get afraid. They think they have to pack this big bucket with them and the hose and everything else but no we have this great little siphon that hooks right to the spigot of your house and then it has a, a siphon tube that drops down into the bucket of thrive and then at the end of it you can connect your hose so literally all that's in your hand is the hose everything else stays at the house and then you just walk and i usually use my thumb to disperse the water but just sweep back and forth and water it in nice yeah that's easy and yeah. I guess if you had a really small lawn, you could do it with a watering can. But this is you could. even better than that. I like it. And again, get messy with it. Put it everywhere. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that is one. That's one. Yeah, get it everywhere. That's fantastic. Um, what about areas that um, that it doesn't seem like the water is sinking into? What What about that? And there's always that. There's like you've got that one little area that's dry, and it just doesn't seem to be absorbing the water. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, so we have you know, hillsides where you water, and you just flood the sidewalk, or the dogs compacted the soil, or the kids and all that. But um, another great product is the Peniturf, and that's one that you just hook up to your hose and blanket spray and it's just full of live bacteria and enzymes that kind of grow and swell up in the soil and then they die. So it leaves all these air pockets throughout. And then it has a surfactant in it too, which if you don't know what a surfactant is, it, it, it breaks that capillary bond of water so it can relax and seep into smaller places. So those air pockets that were created by the, the bacteria and the fungus now can the water can just seep right through those with the surfactant too. So great product and it's almost instant. Works instantly. It is. I'm, 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 I was amazed. I, every time I do it, I think, well, I'll give this a go. And I forget and how great it is. It really mm -hmm. works well. I had some, some work done in the back of my house and a lot of heavy equipment going over my lawn. It just completely compacted it. And it was, there was just no water was going in there and I sprayed it and it was very, I mean, it happens very quickly. Yep. Green right up, and that was product. the only thing I put on was the penetrate was to, you know, get the water to to penetrate. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's great stuff. I love it. It is great stuff. 
Um, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about urine burns because I think that's a another big thing that the reason why people have to reseed lawns. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what that is. <laughs> yeah, so urine, <laughs> urine burns happen when the, the acidity of the dog's urine is too high. And correct me if I'm wrong, it also has something to do with nitrogen in, right. the, in, the, in the urine too that makes it a little too hot. But we have a great product. It's called Enzam, full of yucca shadegra. That's the big one that really helps neutralize the pH and helps break down the nitrogen so it's not as hot. Um, it does take a little bit of time. you got to feed it to your dog for about three weeks or so before it's built up in their system enough. But it does so much more beyond just urine burns, but it's my favorite product for urine burns. Me too. And then as people are waiting for it to kick in, if they just if they can pay attention when their dog pees in the yard and hose it down and dilute it, yes. that will help with that nitrogen factor. If it's just too much nitrogen that's burning things, you can actually dilute it just with your hose and that can help alleviate some of those until you can get your, your dog from doing that. You're right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right. Well, we are we're wrapping it up here um, at the end of the show. So thank you for being here, Chris. We appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks. Yeah. And good luck with everybody with your yards and gardens. Uh, you can always contact us at zamzos at zamzos.com. We're happy to help you. Have a great day. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and it's time to apply your spring application of Zamzo's Lawn Food, one bag at a time, or as part of our five-step annual lawn program. You see, now that the soil temperature is starting to warm up, many Treasure Valley lawns start to wake up and turn green. When that happens, thousands of people rush to Zamzo's to purchase their lawn programs all at the same time. But you can avoid the rush by stopping by any Zamzo's and purchasing your lawn program now. You'll get five applications of Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food for one low price. We store it for you, email or text you when it's time to apply each step, and even loan you a spreader to apply it with for free. It's time to apply step one of our five-step program now. And once you do, you'll have a beautiful green lawn weeks before anyone else. So this year, beat the rush and pick up your Zamzos lawn program now at any Zamzos. 13 stores to serve you, including our Chinden store, which is Idaho's largest indoor greenhouse. Nobody knows like Zamzos.